Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike and I got my linemate Matt with me and today we're going to go over some Blackhawks news. We watched uh, some of the Blackhawks prospect game on Saturday night, which was, uh, I'll just say that the Blackhawks offense was potent. Defense looked pretty pretty good too. And uh, we'll go into some NHL news, namely uh, Mike Babcock and the whole thing surrounding his um, his ouster or, or say resignation over there with CBJ. So, but first, um, the rookie started. Uh, it was a it was a heck of a lineup, man, for that for that um, rookie showcase because. You know, obviously the Blackhawks haven't been good the past three years, so there's been a very big impedance on who are they drafting and how good are they and how are they developing uh, is pretty much the point that we're at now. And watching these kids yesterday, um, it seems like they're developing very well. And something I noticed, Matt, from both sides of the ice, the Blues and the Blackhawks, man, I would probably say last two years I've been watching prospects, it's speed. It seems like everybody has it now. It's um, Some guys are, are yeah, are, are faster than others, but as a, as a whole, it seems like everybody's fast these days. My, Matt, do you think that... Maybe 20 years ago, guys were bigger and there's more power forwards. But would you say that speed is essentially the thing that in, in order to, to make it into juniors and maybe even to the minors in NHL that you've got to have, got to have speed? Oh, yeah, man. It's all, it's all speed now. And now I, I believe back in the day, if you weren't over like six foot, I don't even think they'd give you a look. Yeah. And now you got these guys like Bedard, you got Jack Hughes over in... New Jersey and to bring it to bring these little guys they're fast they got good shots and you're starting to see a lot more of them like uh what's impressive to me is like a guy like Marty St. Louis who came up in that tough era yeah he was tiny Steve Sullivan another tiny guy Theo. but they still found a way to survive like Denny Savard too like oh my god he was he never got to play in this fast of a game right but now it's evolved it's it's pretty much all speed and you they like that puck moving defenseman and you don't really see the big bodybuilder type of guy anymore yeah you don't you know thin good shape cut fast and very strong still it's so funny because when you you see guys you look at their upper bodies and they're like like these scrawny dudes but then you look at their legs and they're like these like stacked (laughs) like bodybuilding like like the bottom half is like bodybuilders and then the top half is like some kind of like a skateboarder type of build well, except Ryan Miller. Except for Ryan Miller, yeah. Just, just, uh, just a skinny emo-looking dude, you know? <laughs> but, hey, he was damn good with Buffalo. Oh, he was, man. He was. Yeah. You know, Theo Fleury, I was wondering how he was able to make a career in the league. Another and guy, it yeah. was from him being aware of, of other, other people around him and not getting hit. Uh, and you look at, say, for instance... Um, Patrick Kane was another guy, you know, he was able to shift his bodies in ways and to shift around so that he didn't get hit. And when people tried to hit him, he made him look like idiots, you know? Yep. Great puck, puck protection skills, Patty Kane. Right, right. Very underrated part of his game. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, uh, obviously, speed's the name of the game. And I'll tell you what, man, the speed was definitely on, on showcase on, um, on Saturday night. Bedard, man, you know, everybody wants to hear about him. This is from what I saw. This guy was creating opportunities. If he wasn't shooting the puck, he was dishing the puck. And he was getting some really good chances for uh, some of his other teammates, which is something to look out for because I think that there's going to be guys 
uh, like say Taylor Hall, who's got the skill that is that are going to be banging in some, um, banging in some nice dishes from uh, from Bedard, and uh, not only on top of that, I saw Bedard on the on the defensive side of the ice trying to, uh, you know, trying to take the puck away and stuff like that. So he's not kind of uh, just hanging around the blue line. You know, he's deep. He was behind the net, um, playing defense, got the puck away. And then started a rush, which was uh, which was pretty impressive. Oh yeah, man! That and the and that shot, it is absolutely elite. As like as uh, as oh, advertised. And you know what? I I think it's going to be the opposite of what you said. I think he's going to be the trigger man, and I think Taylor Hall is going to be the setup man. Really? Or Lucas Reigel? Yes. Well, I think Just, that I think that Bedard will. The thing is, is that. It's going to get to a point where defenses are like, we can't give this guy any room. You know, we we, we can't allow him. Sure. We can't allow him to get that shot off because it doesn't matter where he is. He's in front of the net. He scores. He's practically, you know, and at a ninety degree angle, and he scores. You know, yeah, that second goal was most impressive. It was I incredible. Think. So with the with the angle of the goalie, right? The goalie played was a little too deep in the crease, but to be able to put it over his shoulder and just bar down, wow. I, you don't see too many NHL guys that could pull a shot off like that. Maybe Sid, maybe McDavid, Dreisaitl. Kaner. No, no one really else. You know, I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, it was. And it's going to get to a point where they're going to be like, hey, look, we can't let this kid get a shot off. And he's going to be like, no problem. Because he was making passes be- between two defenders onto his teammate's stick yesterday, which... If there's one guy I knew who did that really well, it's Patrick Kane. And I'm not I'm not trying to compare him to, to Patrick Kane, but I'm saying that yesterday, from what I saw, he was making Patrick Kane-like passes through two defenders onto onto his teammate's stick right on the tape. And if he can, Matt, if he's at, if he can do both skills, dude, this watch kid, out. Yeah, this kid is. Oh. Uh, um, and oh man, this kid's. This kid's the real you, deal. Do you know what else I noticed with him? With the puck, he makes like Kale McCarr cuts. Yeah, he does. And that's how he scored a second goal. He made an excellent cut over to the boards, gave himself some more space, and just whipped that shot. Yeah. And that was most impressive to me, too. And clearly, I think he's going to be on the point on the power play. Right. Just because you got, he needs that space to just rip that shot. Yeah, there's no sense in, in having him down there at, at taking faceoffs, even though he is a center. But with his skill, yeah. he needs to be he on the point. Else. You know what, man? I I think he's gonna be. I you know it's crazy to think. I think he's gonna be better than Patrick Kane, just by what I've seen in his rookie year or his first game. I think he's more explosive than Kaner is. Like he can. I mean, his shot is way better. We know Kaner was a pass-first guy, but when he did shoot, I mean, he I think he put in 40-something goals one year. A couple years. And his shot was elite. Yeah. And he just, I don't, for some reason, he just liked passing the puck more. He liked to draw another guy to him, hit the open man, give him more of a, like, you know, he made that beautiful pass. What was it to Brad Richards in that 2015, uh, Stanley Cup final against Tampa. Yeah. I think Saad ran it up, dropped past to Kane, and like everyone was just mesmerized by Kane. They went to Kane. Richards, wide open nut. I, I, I think Bedard can do both, like you said, but I would really, really like him to think shot first because 
you don't we we haven't had a, a like an elite sniper. You could call Cat a, a good sniper. Fifty goal guy Jeremy Roenick. I think Bedard is going to be that guy to you know be the next fifty goal guy. And we haven't had that since what nineteen ninety five. You know, yeah. it's been a long time since the Hawks have had like an elite shooter like that. He's got like the Austin Matthews release. He's got the speed of McDavid. He's got the brains of Crosby. I mean, this is like the perfect mold of a hockey player in Connor Bedard. So I'm super excited to watch this kid. I can't wait till the next game. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I mean, I, I couldn't believe what I saw. You know, it was just, it, it's, it almost seems like when he has the puck that everybody else is like, what's he going to do? You know, and he uh, yeah. doesn't know what he's going to do because I learned more about him. Yeah. Like, I, there's yeah. stuff that I I didn't see. Like, like I was telling you those cuts, those Kale McCarr ankle breaking moves. Yeah. Like, dude, that's freaking incredible with the puck. He was carrying the puck in at one with point. He was going yeah. in deep and then he was like, no, no, no. And he came back like to like the blue line. He passed it off and then they passed it right back to him. And he was well, at, at, at full speed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's unbelievable. The vision is good. The hands are good. The shot is elite. And the hockey smarts are there. It, I mean, this guy is like, it's incredible. And like the, the for, the current team, I'm sure these guys are watching. They yeah. have to be so excited. Like I would like be competing to play on the guy's line. I'm like, dude, if I get to play on this guy's line, I'm probably gonna make over four million <laughs> if I put up good numbers. Like I am going to work my ass off at camp so I can be on the top line with this dude because it's up for grabs, man. Yeah, I mean one spot is up for grabs. Yeah, I think they they straight up told Hall, "You're you're playing with Bedard." I dude, wonder he who, must be so happy. I wonder who they're gonna put on that right wing. Do you think it could be Corey Perry? Uh, he is a know, natural right winger, isn't he? Or is he, he a left is, winger? Dude, he's still a good hockey player. It's crazy. Like he's like, it seems like so long ago he was on the docks pissing everybody off. And yeah. He's kind of jumped around a little bit. He's been in the final, what, three times yeah. in a row? It seemed like but before the last year. He's just so smart and he's a like kind of adapted his new role. Like he he's really liking it being that third line, fourth line energy guy. Yeah. He could play a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they might move Reichel over if they have to, I, or swap, do something. But, but God, it's so, it's gotta be so exciting to be like, just watching this kid. I think they I mean, have to split like, Reichel up. Even Nick Felino, like Nick Felino has got to be like, Oh my God, I've never played with a guy like this. This is incredible. Yeah. Just to watch him. Um, you know, obviously Reichel, should be on the second line. I don't think you'd want to have him and Bedard on the first line together. That's that, that That's doesn't give that bit, doesn't yeah. give Reichel an opportunity to cook. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't give him an opportunity to do his thing. I'm sure they're gonna have power play time together, so it'll be it'll be magical, you know, out there. Oh yeah, I mean, if anything, Reichel can set up Bedard. Korczynski looked good too. He yesterday, did. He dude. looked great. He looked absolutely Another great. Smart player. Um, he was. Um, there's. He was playing very good defensively, and then the next thing you know, you know he's he took it behind the net, and I don't know how he did this. He found Bedard up the middle, and and he got a shot off, and um, he just seems to know where to go, man. I, Korczynski looks like like a veteran out there, man. To be honest with you, he seemed like we we said it last year. He he should have made the team last year, yeah. but you know they were with the whole Kirby Doc 
thing rushing everybody, everybody was so scared. Yeah. And they probably didn't want to deal with the media like, oh, you're doing it all over again type of thing. But right. this kid was ready. He no was. doubt about it. He was. And you know what? It wasn't, I think it was more important to get him over to Seattle and let him spend time with Colton Doc and Nolan Allen. And um, who else did they have over there? I think they had one more other guy over there. And, and they all played together for the, for the juniors. So they had that, that bonding time, you know? So essentially when they come make the team, they are going to make the team. They're going to have bonded already. And you put, Bedard, since they played with each other on on, on Team Canada, he kind of just fits in. Like, hey, you know, it's kind of like they're they're already buddies. So, um, yeah, man, you've got it uh, listed out here. Look out for Korchinski, Allen, Doc Del Maestro looked good yesterday. I, um, is it Savoy? Sav- Savoy? We'll just call him Savvy. Savvy. He's the new Savvy. Sa- Sammy Savvy, the 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 next Andrew Shaw, Adam Burch like player, according he's, to some reports. He's, big. he's feisty. He could score. Could be Connor's bodyguard, you know? There was another guy yesterday. I forgot his name. It was like Periolt or P- Perolt on, uh, he's number 57. He was mixing it up. I think he got into a fight within the first, like, ten, five, to five minutes of the game. Um, Drew Camessa looked good yesterday, man. They were throwing yeah, some shots that, on him. He was, I thought it looked like his movement was good, and he was tracking pucks very well uh, from, from what I saw. Goaltending takes longer to develop to get the true reading. It, look, look at Crow. It took him a while took Eddie Bell for a while. Uh, you don't see too many kids, you know, taking that jump when they're 18. Even, you know, you don't see too many young goaltenders anymore. Yeah. They're usually seasoned in the AHL or... Minimum of 25 years old. I mean, Carter Hart, his, look at him. I mean, he's, he's struggling. He started early. He's still a good goalie, but I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough jumping in and you're facing elite shooters and you're not facing kids like the same age as you, you know? Yeah. And, and to be fair, you know... Being at the NHL level, isn't everybody have a, have a good shot, you know? Oh, God, you have to. Yeah. yeah. And, like, every, every guy who's putting a shot on you is, 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 is an elite shot. Some stand out more than others, but to say, like, you had the guys who stand on the outside, like Matthews, say Bedard, from what I've seen. You know, these types of guys, they have, these are, they stand alone. But Just gifted. For, but but yeah. for the most part, every guy who's shooting on you has got a, a, a fast shot or a hard shot. Do you think that I, I think that Korchinski makes a team this year? I think it's a it's a certainty that he does. Do you think so? Yeah, it it has to happen. Uh, he, I mean, you send him back to juniors, it's just kind of a waste of a season for him. You know what he's got. Yeah. And when 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 he when you're ready, you're ready. Right. And I think that if they did send him back, I think it would probably hurt him like he'd get yeah. like that chris bryant like frustration you know like yeah, come on like, guys fuck, you know man. you just don't want to pay me or you want to eat a no don't want to eat a year of contract whatever well, whatever he, he this kid's good to go and he needs experience right and you know there's really no expectations the hawks i think will be okay i think i could see him being a 500 team but it's all i mean it's going to be a lot of bedard micro uh, the you know we're watching him and I, for me, I'm watching Korchinski. I want to see who's in net. I is I don't know if Kamesa will make it. I'd like maybe like to see him start with Rockford and get like the reps in, and maybe at the end of the season give him a call up and see how long he can make it. You know, that's what we kind of did with Crawford. Yeah, he would come up with the Ice Hogs and the Norfolk Norfolk Admirals at the time, 
And it'd be like, all right, kid, show us what you got. Hobby Bullen's hurt and our other goalie's hurt. And you know, I remember they called him up against the defending champs, the Ducks, mm-hmm. and he shut him out 3 nothing. He was fantastic that game. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what, kid? You're, we're, we know that you're here. We're going to send you back down, blah, blah, blah. He ended up, you know, losing a spot to Niemi in camp, which probably was really hard on him. But, he, you know, he came back the next year and he won the starting goalie job. And then it was his for what? The next decade, it seemed like. Yeah. So it takes time. It's going to take time with goalies. So Drew Camesso, I think he'll he'll probably spend a year in Rockford, which is fine. And we're probably going to be stuck with, you know, uh, Staylock and maybe Soderblom. But I'm okay. I like to even see uh, Soderblom get some more, more starts in. Because yeah. now he's got a better team in front of him. He's got some young, feisty, hungry kids that, you know, these guys don't want to lose either. They want to put up numbers. They want to get paid. So you never know. I, I think it, it could be a 500 season for the Hawks. Before we go any further, I got to let everybody know that we're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of these week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Now, Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code SHYTOMAHAWK. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code SHYTOMAHAWK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or, vi- or visit www.1800gambler.net. The New York In New York, call one 877 Eight Hope NY or text Hope NY, which is four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. Please please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Twenty one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook DraftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Now, Matt, when Colton Dock was drafted, everyone's like, oh my gosh, it was like it was like a family affair. We had Kirby Dock, we drafted Colton. We signed yeah. Seth Jones, we signed his brother. You know, actually I think it happened in the same day. And Colton was like a head shorter than Kirby. So I was like, man, this is you know, is this kid, uh, is, is he a shorter guy? Well, he's, I think he's either as tall as Kirby or maybe even taller now. He's sitting at 6'4 now. So he's a pretty big kid. Um, I wasn't expecting him to get so big, and I don't know if the Blackhawks were either. Do you think Kirby, da- oh, Colby, uh, Colton Doc, <laughs> <laughs> Colton Doc has an opportunity to make the, the team this year? Ooh. Um, I don't know about that one. I think they're going to be really patient because of the last name and the yeah. whole doc thing. But uh, watching his highlights last night, uh, second period goal by Bedard, his first, you got to give a lot of credit to him on that one. He literally planted himself in front of that goalie. I could not see the goalie, and Bedard saw a little daylight, and he, he buried it. Yeah. And you need a guy like that. You know, on the power play, I've it's it's been the same forever. You know, put a guy in front of the net, you take the goalie's eyes away, 
you're going to score goals. And I think the league kind of got away from that for a while, you know, like the the defenseman kind of lost a little power too, where you, you, you know, you, back in the day, you stand in front of the net, you're going to get murdered. Yeah. Whether it's by the goalies paddle or yeah. the defenseman's going to try to push you out of there. But now they're kind of these guys that are screening, they're protected. Like you can't, you can't do like what you used to do in the nineties and stuff. You'd get murdered there, man. You, yeah. Like Ron Hextall, Eddie Belfort, man, they would make you pay if you did that. And yeah, that that play last night, he looked really good. Like he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take his eyes away and give one of the best elite up and coming, you know, talented generational superstars a chance to score. I'm going to help. And I think, hey, man, he might, he may have found his, his calling here. Like, hey, I'm going to, this is my job. I'm a big boy. I got to, you know, that's what I got to do to be successful in the league. And I think the Hawks should, you know, really push this on this kid. It, whether it's in, if he goes back to juniors or he's playing in Rockford or whatever. But, you know, like like we were talking about before, like, you got guys that made a living doing this. Thomas Holmstrom was <laughs> probably the best. Yeah. I mean, they called it his office. He'd be in front of the net taking a beating, tipping pucks, screening goalies, getting dirty rebound goals. But man, he, he was practically a twenty-five goal scorer great, because of that. Great career. He he didn't even have to shoot the puck. Sometimes it would just hit him and go in. And you you need a guy like that. And I think you know this doc kid. He can like as of last night, he looked good at doing it. So I, I mean, I like to see him be like that power forward type of uh, just big body kind of like uh, Bickle. Just uh, get that big butt in front of the net and go to work. You know get a rebound, get a tip, anything. Take the goalie's eyes away because you're, he's going to be playing with some talented kids in the future. Yeah. There's a lot of kids up and coming on this team. So they look I don't good, think man. he's the best out of all of them, but you know, he could really make a name for himself if he kind of takes this role on. I think he can play, man. Um, I've liked what I've seen from him. He's got pretty good speed. Um, he doesn't seem to be out of position. Um, his shots pretty good. He can pass. You know, it, it's not that he's remarkable in anything. He, which is actually kind of a good thing, man. He he just looks like a like a good hockey player out there. Uh, sometimes when you have somebody who's really good at something, it really points out everything else that they're not very good at. And he seems to be pretty have a really solid foundation. And uh, I'd like to see him get an opportunity. Um, Matt, I want to talk. Uh, I want to get to some NHL news. Oh boy! Here we go. <laughs> so, um, I'd like to thank you for uh, reorganizing the photos. Very, very good. Uh, Mike Bob, Mike Babcock is in the news again. More negativity, and his job is definitely in jeopardy. It's over with. So, Mike Babcock has resigned as the head coach for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, while meeting with our players and staff, I asked them to share off their phones family pictures as part of the process of getting to know them better. There was absolutely nothing more to it than that. Uh, the way this was portrayed on the Spit and Chicklets podcast was a gross misinterpretation of these meetings and extremely offensive. These meetings have been very important and beneficial, not only for me, but for our players and staff as well. And to have them depicted like this is irresponsible and completely inaccurate. Boone Jenner. This is this that was Mike Babcock's statement. Boone Jenner statement. While meeting with Babs, he asked me about my family and where I'm from. 
my up, my upcoming wedding and hockey related stuff. He then asked if I had pictures of my family and I was happy to share some with him. He showed me the pictures of his, and then he showed me some pictures of, of his family. I thought it was a great first meeting and good way for us to start to build a relationship to have this blown out of proportion is truly disappointing. Now, Matt, what, like mm-hmm. what do you have the statement from uh, the spit, spit and chiclets on, on uh, Mike Babcock? I don't, but let me look they, it up really quick. I, I, I could tell here. you what was kind of said. They they think he's a bit of a perverted coach. Ah. Like he he's done this in the in the past, apparently, with Mike Commodore of the he was he made his name with the Hurricanes. Yeah, and he he ended up playing with Detroit, and Babcock was still the coach, and he said he just made his life hell. You know he. He signed. He wanted to sign him. He was kind of playing head games with him, and I believe Biz was saying stuff about he, he's he's a bit of a pervert type. He wants to airdrop on your phones and stuff to see pictures. So my thing is, the only thing I didn't like how you read it. You didn't say you said offensive. I wanted <laughs> you to say it more like offensive, but no. But I think if if he didn't do anything wrong, why is he resigning? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, if you, in your heart, feel like you didn't do anything wrong, why are you resigning? The team didn't fire him. He quit. So I know the uh, the players' union was investigating it, and it does seem like a bit of a, you know, invasion of privacy type of thing. Sure. Like, I don't think I'd want to show a coach my stuff. Uh, Boone Jenner, if you want to show your, your wife, your your family, whatever, that's that's up to you. But... Some players might not want to do that if they don't know the guy that well, yeah. you know. Uh, maybe, I, I personally, I don't like him for the other stuff that he's done. Sure. But this, I don't know if it's that, I don't know. I, I don't, I, we're never going to get the full details of it. But if the players were willing, like Boone Jenner said, if they were willing to, you know, show them bits and parts of their life, through pictures that, okay that's i think that's fine you know but if he if he's airdropping and spying on you you know like okay that's a little weird but uh i he obviously like as of an hour ago he he resigned so right maybe maybe the team says hey we we're not going to keep you around this is this is going to be the story of the whole season and yeah. we don't want this cloud above us type of thing but um Personally, I don't even know why they hired him in the first place. I I probably would have went with a different coach just because of his past stuff. And I I actually wrote down what he's done in the past. Obviously, we know he benched Chelios on the Winter Classic. Yeah, in in Chicago. Exactly, the hometown boy. And Chelly said that, uh, you know, he was pissed off on the bench and his son was you know, handing them beers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, and then when the game is kind of out of reach, he's like, okay, Chelly, go on in. And he's like, Screw no you, chance. Screw Did he say you. no chance? Yeah. He said something. <laughs> well, he's probably hammered. Yeah. And then the whole, which I found this out yesterday, Mike Madonna was going for his 1500, uh, yeah, 1500 game played, which is a huge milestone for any player, especially an American player. And, Last seat, last game of the season, Detroit has a playoff spot locked in. He scratched him on uh, four, 14.99 games played. <laughs> and Madonna was pretty freaking pissed about it. I mean, the guy's a legend. He's Considering a Hall of what Famer. he's done in this league. I mean, come on. 
The guy was a freaking legend in Dallas. He, he's a, he's an legend, a legend in the American, you know, hockey. I mean, he's it's he's the leading goal guy, leading points guy, I believe too. He he's the best American forward of all time as of now. So he benched him for that, which I just learned that. And I'm like, dude, that is freaking shitty. And then the Mitch Marner stuff, where he wanted him to kind of oh, critique yeah. other players and stuff, like. You know, and then like throw him under the bus, like, oh, Mitch said this about you type of, you don't do that type of thing, dude. You're the coach. That's your job, right. not your studs job. Come on. You're just trying to, you know, get a split locker room and start a war. And that's, that's horrible. You're a family, you know, you can't be, you can't be having little clicks and stuff like that. It never works. So that's why I wouldn't hire him. I, obviously he knows how to win, but he's been pretty, uh, been pretty lucky. He's been he's had some really good teams. Some Detroit teams are pretty pretty much powerhouses. You pretty much just had to open the door for some of the stars tonight and let them do the work. You got Nick Lindstrom on the back end. You got freaking Osgood, Hashik, and you know Stevie Y. All those guys. Datsuk Hederberg. It's like oh my god, how hard is it to coach this team? You know, just put a lineup and let them go. But uh, yeah. Obviously, there's more to it if he resigned because at, at the beginning of this whole little thing, they kind of brushed it off saying it's not a big deal, get over it, and then it kind of got deeper and deeper. So I don't know about your take on that. You know, it, it's, you know, if if you were, you know, if I met, say me and you were, were at a bar, right? And we're, say we're at the airport, we're at a bar, right? And we're having a, a, a beer before before our flight. And I'm like, hey, so, you know, just by, you know, just chit-chat, shooting the shit. I'm like, hey, so are you, you married or, or anything? And you're like, yeah, I got married, you know, this and this. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, yeah, me too. It's like, yeah. And I, and I show you a picture of my family. You see, that's, that's pretty natural. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, here, here's a picture of, you know, me and my family. You know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. You know, that's, you know, two guys shooting the shit. And a lot of times that happens, you know, when, when you're like, when it's like a requirement that you have to come out and show pictures of your family, I don't really necessarily condone that, man. You know, I think that a lot of, like a man's family is, is something that's, um, something that's sacred to him, you know? And Mm -hmm. in a way you're kind of responsible for your family's safety and sure. He's your head coach, but at the same time, it's like, this this isn't very natural. This isn't natural happening. Maybe if if I don't mean to dinner. interrupt you, but it, oh, it, it almost sounds like from what they made it sound like, here's a bucket, put your phone in there. I want to look at your life type of thing, right. you know, and some guys were probably okay with it type of thing. And some guys were probably like, what the fuck? Like you're getting to, but yeah. sorry to interrupt, but that's kind of like how it sounded at the beginning. And it, I agree with you. It, it, it does. It, it, it is uncomfortable. Like if you don't want to. I would be like, nah, man, I'm I'm not cool with that. I got some I got some questionable pictures. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want you to see it type of thing. Sure. Sure. And like you know, the other guys, you know, some of these dudes are single, you know, and and you know, they're out there doing their thing. Maybe they don't want to share their pictures, you know? And um, you know, so that's 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 pretty private. I think it was an invasion of privacy. And um I think it's a no go, man. Uh, he he should definitely know better. He should know that you're coming in to coach the team. The team bonds on its own. You know, you're there to, you know, make sure that the guys are in are in bed on time. Essentially, you know. So, um, it 
this goes along with what I've said previously about this carousal of head coaches that go around and, you know, one guy gets fired for somewhere, he gets picked up somewhere else. One guy gets fired for somewhere else, gets picked up in another team, you know, and, and it kind of just goes around and around. I think that this is it for Babcock, man. Really, truly. I, I think that this is it for him in the league. Um, I think this is it for him as, as a head coach. And I don't think that um, this should be entertained anymore especially from past defenses and prior behavior yeah i'm with you i think there's a there's a handful of these guys like bouncing around all over the place and to think about it babcock he went back to a college team after the maple leafs which is questionable a pro like was he doing that stuff there too to kids yeah what are you doing dude yeah just give him a system give him a lineup run a practice and do your job. It, it's not about, you know, like bonding like that way. You're not there to bond. Like, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's one thing if the player agrees to it, like, hey, I'll meet with you and we'll, 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 we'll get along and do stuff and have like a friend relationship. Fine. But a lot of these kids are younger, probably by like 30 years on this guy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a little, it's a little weird. It, I think, yeah, it is weird. And, um, you, you know, talking about him in college, you know, it's what, what a huge influence that he would have on kids, you know, like, Oh, wow. This is Mike Babcock. He won Stanley cups with Detroit. He knew, you know, Steve Eiserman, he knew Nick Lidstrom played for, or he coached Toronto. He knew Mitch Marner and, and, and Austin Matthews, you know, like that's a big influence on, on kids in college. It's different when you, when you get to the league, you know, for the most part, these are men, uh, other than, you know, when you have like studs coming in, like Adam Fantilli, who, by the way, had a hat trick yesterday in his, in his prospect game. And, mm. um, and Connor Bedard, you know, like you have these young kids. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, these are men and they need to be handled differently. Uh, it it kind of makes you kind of shudder a little bit knowing that he was down there with college kids and, um, you know, kind of what was going on there. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's weird that, you know, Columbus had nobody else, you know, wanting the job. There, there's some pretty good coaches out there still that haven't been jumped around all over. You know, yeah. the guys that I see all the time, like Elaine Vigneault, what, you know, he was with freaking Vancouver all those years. We battled him. He goes to New York. He's jumping all over the place. Philly. I mean, he's a better choice than Mike Babcock, I yeah. think. I don't like the guy, but he seems to be a better coach. Uh, and Bruce Boudreau, he's kind of, you know, he was with the, the Capitals the all those years. But he hasn't really coached much in the NHL. He was with the Ducks, and I think he went to Vancouver last year, and they fired him, and it, and everybody loved him there. That was pretty and shitty the way they did it, too. Everybody loved that guy, and that's a guy... I would like to have before Mike Babcock, Bruce Boudreaux. He's a likable dude, knows his stuff. And I, another guy, he easily can replace Babcock, I think. Yeah. They, they got to do something, man, because you got camp starting soon and you, you got to get a coach now. This is just kind of just been a mess. And you know what? You hate to, you hate to see this define their season, but it very, it easily could. I mean, they're not that good of a team. And, you know, they brought in Johnny Goudreau. They got Patrick Laine. They got Anna Fantelli, which is great, great news to hear. He got a hat trick last night. That kid's a gamer, too. And he, like I said, he's got to be the happiest kid in the world because the Ducks didn't draft him. Uh, or they didn't get that pick. <laughs> so, 
I, I, I mean, I personally rather play for the Jackets than the Ducks. And I, I don't know. They got some good. Ta- <laughs> well, they got some good talent, dude. They got yeah. some good talent in the in the in the in the the farm. So they gotta now they gotta find somebody. It's just gonna be a mess this whole process. And they're gonna go. Well, Babcock did this, did that, blah blah blah. But he didn't even coach one game for the team, and he had yeah. to resign. So that's probably a blessing in disguise. This this story should bad. die. I mean, especially for these guys, it should die now. And the organization is good. They got Yarmo, uh, the GM. They got Davidson as like the president over there. He's a he's he's been around hockey a long time. Broadcaster, Rangers president, player. He was a goalie. Uh, you know, he was a big part of getting Johnny Hockey over. That's a big deal for those guys. Right. Getting a superstar like him. And now Adam Fantelli could be that missing piece, like like kind of like a counter Bedard. Like he could be like this guy that wow, we got a really good young player in here and they're going to draw some more free agents to play. It, it's going to be, it could be huge for them, but I think they got to be really careful with this next coach. They could, they could go old, like they could go like the Blackhawks did with, um, like our coach, uh, Richardson. Right. This is a guy that deserves a chance. Former player was an assistant coach for a while kind of paid his dues a little bit, and he got a shot. And I think we got a great coach. Columbus might have to do, like, the same thing. Find a guy. I, I kind of yeah. hate to see him go to that. Like, like what, what you say, there's a list of these guys that just don't go away. But if, if I have to pick one, I think I'd pick Bruce Boudreau. Yeah, I think I would too. And I, I, lo- I like him on NHL Network. He, he's on the radio. He's on TV. He knows his stuff. He's a very likable guy. He was in slap shot. He's a stud. You know, he, he, he's coached Ovi. You know, they had some great seasons. They could never get over the hump. And I'm still going to credit him with that duck series against the Hawks. He was a great coach. That team played really well against the Hawks, but we just, we bettered them. And it was, that was probably the best hockey I've ever seen. And Bruce Boudreaux might say the same thing. That was old time hockey at its finest. And he was a good coach for that ducks team. And, um, you know, you know, I'm, I know I'm starting rumors now, but I think he'd be a good fit for that club. Interesting, man. Really interesting. You know, we're getting closer to the start of of the season. They got to hurry, dude. <laughs> things are really starting to pick up. So anyways, everybody, let us know what you think. Hit us up on Twitter at Chicago Tomahawk. Be sure to, if you have not used your our code for DraftKings, do that. It's a lot of fun. We'll talk about our bets coming up this this season, probably, you know, when the when the first games start start coming around, we'll start getting into our uh, our little gambling thing, and then uh, we'll talk to you then. This is the Tomahawk. We're out of here.